Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. Uh, we are continuing our conversation uh, with one of the authors of a wonderful new book called Growing a Peaceful Heart, Devotions of Faith, Encouragement, and Forgiveness from Peacemakers, Past, Present, and Future. Uh, we just been hearing about how you can have peace even during the holidays and uh, about suffering from grief and loss that Jesus provides peace. We talked about that yesterday with Karen Whiting, uh, one of the authors, along with Sarah DeBose of this wonderful book. If you missed yesterday's program, I want to encourage you to check out that 14-minute podcast. Go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. Karen, yesterday we shared about the, you have divided the book up, these 150 devotionals into three different sections, and we talked about the, just briefly, but touched on the one about personal peace. Today, we want to look at peace in relationships, because uh, obviously the enemy loves to try to cause disunity, and yet uh, I love that you, you just tackled that head on in so many different areas about in the home and talked about mindfulness and joy and forgiveness and acceptance. Talk a little bit about uh, just the importance and how we can have peace in relationships. Peace in relationships is also a choice. It takes two people to have that peace, just like it takes two people or more to disrupt it. But we can be intentional in our homes because that's where peace should start to be lived out once we have that inner peace. And with my husband and I, one of the things we did was we said, you know, the commandment tells us to honor your father and mother. So when one of our children would spout out, like if one of them dished their dad and said something negative, I would say, you are talking about the man I love, the man God gave us as your father and my husband. And my husband would do the same thing, to honor one another. And the children would really pause when we do this to think about it in a different way. And that also then helped it when we would say, that's not a kind thing to say to your brother, your sister, your friend. And they would realize that that was part of what we aspired to, was to have kindness and peace to one another and not to raise our voices, not to get angry at things and, you know, just to focus our hearts on peace and loving one another as Christ has loved us. So that makes a big difference. And when people are upset, it's easier if we can just say, let's calm down and talk about this or give ourselves a little bit of space and then talk. Because when we're angry, that's not the time that we're going to come up with good solutions. It's not the time that we're going to calm down as easily. It's easier to say, let's just calm down first and go from there because it, you know, doesn't do us any good to be yelling and shouting. And that's just part of, you know, what I always feel we should be doing. And every day in this book, there's a today's peace step. And those steps can also help us just remember a, a very little thing to do to put something into action, whether it's just accept changes that come and thank God for what you have. Because sometimes the changes are not something that we wanted or ask God's help to forgive and choose to do it. Those are just little ways. Each day there's a little way you can take a peace step to help in your relationships, to help everyone get along better. Well, I love that 
feature of your book uh today's peace step you know you have that highlight in a little box and uh as i was you know reading the book it just loved some of those simple but just powerful things and you know one of them one day was a the today's peace step schedule family meetings to maintain peace and add fun in the home and it's one of the things i've had to learn i have to be intentional about having fun because uh, i can get busy of my type a personality uh, with my to-do list so uh, we have to be intentional sometimes even about having fun right Oh, we certainly do. And sometimes we have to listen to our children, you know. One of this is uh, also the past, present, and future voices in here. And the future voices are children. And and at the beginning of each week, I have a little prayer and then wisdom from young peacemakers. So in one of them, I just always laugh when I say, uh, read it, because this child said, forgiveness helps me put my anger into garbage. (laughs) And I think that's so good for them to realize and that we should realize, you know, we shouldn't keep this anger. We've got to let it go and get rid of it. Amen to that. Well, week 16, you talk about peace through united purpose. I love you have a prayer for unity in there. And then um, later in this same week there, you have a one uh, one of the devotionals uh, a christmas for the soldiers and it's actually a historic story uh would you mind sharing it with our listeners i think this one's really powerful yes i happen to love that one because i do feel and, and being a military wife and my dad served in world war ii it makes a big difference to me also the christmas for the soldiers it starts with a scripture, and I won't read it, but people can look up Acts 20.35, and I'll read the story. In 1918, Christmas preparations began in July, before Germany surrendered in World War I. The YMCA, Red Cross, and other organizations carried out a massive campaign to surprise American troops and French people. Newspapers in the States kept the secret, only disclosing details on December 22nd. On Christmas Day... All 1,500 YMCA huts in Europe displayed decorated Christmas trees, held festive caroling and church services, and passed out Christmas boxes to every soldier, about 2 million men. Volunteers at each hut dressed up as Santa and distributed gifts to French children everywhere. Soldiers gave toys and candies to millions of French children. Wounded servicemen in hospitals also enjoyed entertainment. They each woke to find a bright red stocking hanging at the end of the cot, filled with candy, a pocket knife, and other comforts. Every YMCA location performed a comedy sketch written for the men that drew lots of laughter. In Montigny, a little French village of 600 people with gray stone homes and red tiled roofs, the people enjoyed a special treat. President and Mrs. Wilson celebrated Christmas there with the 26th Infantry Division. They also visited the Army headquarters in Chamont. At home, the news of peace and Christmas for the soldiers, Marines, and sailors lifted spirits. Christmas Eve began with hymns and carols sung in Madison Square and other squares, all decorated with Christmas trees. People crowded into churches the next morning, heard messages of peace and hope, applauded men as soldiers of the Prince of Peace. Many concluded with singing the Star-Spangled Banner. The War Camp Community Service distributed 10,000 stockings with clothing, candy, and theater tickets to soldiers who had landed in New York because we had just declared peace. 
Restaurants, theaters, clubs, and families hosted men, provided meals, and gave them gifts. I don't think we could keep that a secret for six months these days, but it was amazing that they did, isn't it? It sure is. And man, that's such a powerful story. I wasn't familiar with that. And uh, if you just tuned in, we're talking with author Karen Whiting. Uh, she is co-author along with Sarah DeBose of a wonderful book called Growing a Peaceful Heart, Devotions of Faith, Encouragement, and Forgiveness from Peacemakers, Past, Present, and Future. And uh, It's got 150 devotions in it, 30 different weeks. And um, the thing I love with each one of these devotions, even that one there with the Christmas for the soldiers, that true historical story that is just so powerful and unfamiliar to me as he starts each uh, devotion off with a scripture that one had acts chapter 20 uh, verse 35 and then uh, i love that the peace step that you included for that day said just be a blessing to someone in need and uh, sometimes even just being a blessing someone needs is just just simply listening to somebody um, when you know they're going through a rough time. Have you seen that to be a, a blessing to others throughout your time? Yes, it certainly is. There are many times people just need to be heard. They need to be able to share their sorrow and their story. And I've had some family members who went through some excruciating times. And I just brought a loaf of bread and sat and listened. And that is sometimes the best thing we can do. Giving people just a smile as you pass them on the street can make them feel somebody cares. Somebody knows they use that smile at that moment. Well, in the short time we have remaining, uh, Karen, uh, the final section of devotions that you have, and you have six weeks of that, uh, it, it's the title of that section is called Becoming Peacemakers. Uh, just, just talk a little bit about that with our listeners and what you were kind of trying to convey through some of those devotions in those six weeks. Yes, you know, that's just uh, any way we can sprinkle peace in other people's lives and anything that we can do uh, makes a big difference. I know that there was a point at which my grandfather, who had played any pro-baseball, but he was a little league coach and started Little League in my hometown, he stopped a game to help the catcher on the other team. And at first, the parents of the team he coached got a little upset with all of this. They could, they could win. You're helping them. But he stood up and said, this child was not safe. I had to show him how to keep himself safe. We don't want anyone hurt. And that is more important than who wins or loses. And it's that type of mindset where you care more about people than selfish desires that you might have. It did hush the crowd at that time. Everyone rethought about how important it was to keep our children safe. And I, I watched that game and I was a young child. I never forgot what happened that day. And it's those types of things that we watch someone who does something that brings about peace. And we notice that it's their love, it's their own peace from within that helps them start to share that peace with other people in a very positive way. Karen, final question for you. How, how does gratitude and choosing joy help us maintain peace and live above our circumstances? It helps lift our focus from ourselves and even from what's happening to God. And, and I love that. In fact, there's a story in the book that's called Living Above, I think, and that's where my friend Sarah was visiting somewhere, and they were so hot and tired. They went into a, an ice cream store, and there was a little sign there to 
look above if no one was there because the owner lived above the store. And she said that made such a difference to just think about looking above and that when we look up, it takes us off of our problems and puts it back on God who wants to help us out. And so it does make a difference to always look up. My husband was a foot taller than me. He's been in heaven for quite a while now. And I know that I always used to say that life with Jim was always looking up. But I certainly know for eternity, life with God is always looking up. Wow. Such good wisdom there. Uh, we have been talking with Karen Whiting. She's the author, uh, along with Sarah DeBose, of a wonderful devotional book called Growing a Peaceful Heart, Devotions of Faith, Encouragement, and Forgiveness from Peacemakers, Past, Present, and Future. Lots of scripture in it. Each devotion has a scripture with it. Uh, it's got prayers. It's got practical wisdom. Uh, it's got a peace step with each devotion. Uh, there's just such a great variety of devotions in this. I think it would appeal to all of our listeners, uh, no matter what your age or background. So I encourage you to get a copy of this book. Uh, Karen's also written over 30 books. And uh, Karen, if people want to get a copy of this book or other books that you've written, uh, what's the best way to do that? My books are actually available anywhere books are sold. You can also go to my website, KarenWhiting.com, and connect with me there or buy a book there. But wherever you like to buy your books, you should be able to either have them ordered or order them yourself if you're online and should not be a problem. A lot of libraries, if you ask, can carry those books too because they're with major publishing houses and that can make a difference also. All right. Well, we have been blessed uh, the last two days. I want to encourage you, if you're looking for a good book this Christmas season, get a copy of Growing a Peaceful Heart by Karen Whiting and Sarah DeBose. For Karen Whiting, I'm Greg Horn. Thanks for listening. And this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today.